And then the second plane is talking to air traffic control, and they're like, these things are moving. Welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin, and back with me is Chad. <laughs> and for our final episode of this year, we are going to bring you one last story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully, by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Now, you haven't listened to the other December episodes, have you? Nope. People have been talking shit about you. (laughs) In the sense of, like, it's the last episode, you're the last guest of the year, a lot Uh, of pressure put on you. How do you you feel about that? There's no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) In a sense of... I make the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You make the podcast. I think I make the podcast, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. We almost didn't, because of the... Yeah, a lot of a lot of audio issues recently in all sorts of ways. Uh, this is what I get for trying to put out four episodes in December. A lot of audio issues, but that's okay. That's all right. This is coming out in the later half of what I would call the holiday season, I guess. Do you count New Year's Eve? Do you count New Year's as like the holiday? You know when people are like, oh, it's the holidays in December, right? It's yeah. Like, it's, it's like Hanukkah and, and Christmas and Kwanzaa, but like, does it end when those are done or does like the new year count? Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm we're still in the middle of the holiday season, but I guess it's coming to a close. Yep. Um, anything you want to gain from this episode since it's the last one of the year, I guess? <laughs> nope. Can <laughs> <laughs> only go up. <laughs> Oh my god. New, new year, new podcast. I, I'm hosting. Okay. It's gonna only be about cars fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> we should add some more of that in. Yeah. That is fair. All right. For cars the, the movie, not just cars in general. <laughs> cars the movie. Cars the Disney movie. Disney? Disney. Uh, yeah. Pixar. Is it? I don't know. Okay. Cars the movie. The cartoon with Mater and Doc and. Lightning McQueen. There you go. Good job. <laughs> you know what? This episode actually is... Sponsored. No. It's sponsored by Cars the Movie. No. It is uh, about lights. It's about the Kerkura lights. Have you heard? No. <laughs> Not a bit. <laughs> you could be... It's like a brick wall sometimes. <laughs> like a brick wall. It's all right. Okay, so I'm just going to get started since you have no thoughts and feelings about the end of the year. From the evening of December 21st, 1978 into the morning of December 2nd, excuse me, from the evening, excuse me, (laughs) from the evening of December 21st, 1978 into the morning of December 22nd, 1978, the crew of a safe air I don't know what that's supposed to be. LTD, uh, um, Ergosi, Ergosi aircraft 
limited, I'm assuming. Sure. Observed a series of strange lights around their Armstrong Whitworth AW-660 aircraft. I know nothing about planes. Does any of that make sense? Do you know about planes? I know a little bit about planes. <laughs> Is that a plane? I what year are we in again? 1970s? I don't know. Okay. We're going to say it is. So as they were flying near the Kerkura, K-A-I-K-O-U-R-A, mountain ranges in the northeast of New Zealand's South Island shortly after midnight. It's a lot in one. They're in New Zealand. Yep. In the South Island. Not Australia. Part. In this specific mountain range. Yep. Close to midnight. On December 21st, 1978. They're on a type solstice. of plane. What, that's their summer solstice. The summer solstice? They're on, on the, I think, I don't know. Oh. For them, I think. <laughs> oh, no, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. So anyway, they're flying. Uh, and shortly after midnight, Captain John Randall reported to Wellington Control Tower that five white flashing lights tailed behind them as they went over the Clarence River. The lights were described as ranging in size from a from as small as a flashlight to as large as a house, and they were attached to discs. The Wellington Control Tower confirmed the sighting on radar stating that they did see five separate objects that were unknown behind Randall's craft. The pilots and those monitoring the radar in Wellington witnessed the objects track the aircraft for several minutes before disappearing and reappearing elsewhere. Around 3.30 a.m., Wellington Control Tower was contacted by a second cargo plane following the same route as the first one, They, too, reported strange lights near them, and Wellington would once again confirm these on the radar. Wellington then asked Captain Vern Powell and his co-pilot, Ian Perry, to look on their port site and report what they saw. Port's right, correct? I don't know. Told him to look out the window. Port and starboard, I just don't know which one's which. Those are only on boats, though, right? Airships, same thing. Why don't they just say left or right? Oh, wait. Well, Do they say port? Because, like, you could be facing the wrong way, and the port is technically, like, a specific place on the... Port's left and... Port and starboard are left and right, I believe. So why can they just the use left and right? And the stern in 1974. <laughs> <laughs> 1924, Why sorry. can they just use left and right, then? Um, I think it's one of those situations... Where they want to sound cooler. Maybe. <laughs> but, like, if we're facing each other, my right is your left. Yeah. But once again, it's... But wouldn't it's the... your port be my port? My starboard? <laughs> I Yes, I just don't. I think at some point... It was established. That that part of the plane plane. is... Okay, sure. I don't know. Anyway, they looked out the window. Wellington was like, we see these things behind you. It's on radar. Can you look behind you or beside of you and describe what you see? So with a touch of concern, the pair stated, quote, something is coming towards us at tremendous speed. They then witnessed the objects careen towards their aircraft before veering off at the last second. Did you look it up? 
Yeah, sorry. Did you hear anything I just yeah, said? Yeah, you're talking about it going really fast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, starboard is if you're facing the bow, the right side. Port is the left side. I was incorrect. So why couldn't they just say, hey, if you're facing up front, it's why, it's my left. Why do... This is this is from Noah. So we can learn about the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Why, oh, my God. Why do ships use port and starboard? Why did I think you meant the guy who built the ark? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Unlike left and right, port and starboard refer to fixed locations on a vessel. Oh, so originally it was larboard and starboard. Larboard and starboard got confusing, obviously. Sure, sure, so, sure. So um, the steering oar was on one side. Big ones were the row were on the other side. They put the one single side ones closer to the port because it was easier to load stuff. So that was the loading side or the larboard side. and then Which the is now the port side. Yes, because that's the side closest to port. And the starboard side didn't really give me a name. Um, Just the opposite of larboard. Yep. Front of the ship to near the back right-hand corner of the ship is starboard. So that's where they paddle. The back is the stern is where they would steer. And the left side, there'd no one be over there. So that was the port side. Or the larboard side. Do you know anything that I've read thus far at all? Yeah. Repeat it right now for me. Okay. Anything that's happened thus far. Anything. We're, we're flying a plane. We're, this is, we're on our second plane now. Over New Zealand. It's cargo flights. Cargo flights. There's five glowing orbs the size of a flashlight to a big house following them. And they often disappear when they get closer to where they're le- leaving. Wellington, named after. <laughs> the beef. The boots. No, I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> um, probably the beef. Um, is where air, tra- air traffic control is. And they're seeing them as well. And then the second plane is talking to air traffic control, and they're like, these things are moving. (laughs) Well, now we can't start. Because I have to keep that in. Okay. Okay. I pay attention. (laughs) I can multitask. Okay, they were moving. They were very bad. They were moving. According to the plane's data, the unknown objects moved over 15 miles in five seconds, which suggests that the whatever it was was moving in excess of 10,000 miles per hour. It was moving so swiftly that it allegedly left a trail behind it on the radar itself. Yep. In the late 70s, early 80s, yeah. Not that it was moving that fast, just that it was a bad radar. Is that what you're saying? A mixture. A bit of a... A bit of a... 
So the mysterious lights followed Powell and Perry for 12 miles as they continued to Christ Church, which I think is the airport that it's they were, the yeah, yeah, that they were landing place. at, before they suddenly disappeared. These back-to-back sightings had the nation in a frenzy. Captain Powell's experience was played repeatedly on national news, and theories of what the lights might be were discussed around Christmas dinner because we're like four days from Christmas. Right, and what are some theories that it could be? What do you think it could be? What do I think they thought it was? What do you think at this point in the story? What do you think it could be? I mean, aliens is my first guess. Yeah, I'm going to a more New Zealand take and going some Aborigines. What's the word I want to use? Um, like auras. Okay. The plains aura. No. <laughs> the the like the past survivors of New Zealand. Oh sure, spirits falling. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Now, as a little small child, what do you think it could be? Santa. It could be Santa. Could it is be four Santa. reindeer. <laughs> five. It didn't. There was five. <laughs> well, I'm saying the big one that's houses. <laughs> <laughs> that's Rudolph. <laughs> He's the little light bulb. He's a little tiny. <laughs> so these theories became so popular because they were like, oh my God, it could be Santa, basically. Could be the dentist elf. That, ch- uh, Hermie. Yep. Bye, Hermie. I don't know what a dentist is, but I hope you can... Whatever he says. (laughs) So it became so popular that Channel Zero decided to prepare a feature piece recreating the flight. Okay? So the story got national news, but there was no, like, video or anything of it. But it was so popular that this, like, news channel essentially was like, we're getting a film crew together... We're 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 flying. We're gonna get some capture pieces of where they three sixty cameras exactly all over. The we're gonna have stern. people parachuting out of the sky. No, that's <laughs> we're gonna see if we can catch Santa. They got a big net, a big net. <laughs> so on December thirtieth, did you not think it's that a bit was late? Me? Yeah, well. The Christmas hubbub. They're not going to send people up there on Christmas. How are you supposed to catch Santa? <laughs> They're going to lure him out with candy canes. There's flying saucers of milk everywhere. <laughs> they throw cookies out the window. Exactly. Um, they weren't really trying to catch anything per se. Back to the seriousness of it. They weren't trying to catch anything per se. They literally were just going up there to basically take a video of the scenery of the flight of the mountain range where these things were seen. Not necessarily. They're not like UFO hunters. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wasn't the goal anyway. So on December 30th, 1978, lead reporter Quentin Fogarty took their crew onto one of the routine flights made by the Safe Air Cargo LTD. I'm not sure what that stands Limited, for. I think... If I just say LTD, that makes sense. Hold on. We we have the technology. Limited company. Limited liability company. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, it would be like Southwest. 
It'd be like a air, like a plane. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they're going on basically the same type of plane. Their main goal was to provide some footage as the background for Channel Zero's reproduction of events. So like I said, they're just doing the mountain ranges and things like that because they're going to run like a big feature story on it. Um, Captain William Startup and co-pilot Robert Gard left Blenheim with the television crew at 9.30 p.m. and began making their way towards Wellington. They were planning to stop at Wellington, pick up some cargo, and then fly to Christchurch. So kind of do the same flight, obviously, that it had done before. Or the other planes had done before. So while the aircraft loaded their cargo in Wellington, the television crew interviewed Captain Vern Powell. So that was going to be a big feature because he was the oh, captain was of the, the second, yeah. yeah, the second Sorry. flight who saw them out the window. <laughs> I thought they were interviewing they're the actual interview- captain as he was flying. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no they're going to land. He's going to be there. They're going to do a little, you know, Q and A about it, um, and. Then they also got snippets of interviews with the control tower staff and the radar operators that were witnesses to the original event. So it's a big thing. It's like a mini documentary, essentially, about what happened. A big news story. So with the interviews completed and the cargo packed, the television crew climbed back into the aircraft and Captain William Startup and co-pilot Robert Gard took off towards Christchurch. Nearing midnight, Reporter Fogarty was in the plane's cargo bay being filmed by cameraman Robert Crockett. On the tape, Fogarty can be seen saying, quote, We are now approaching the Clarence River where the highest concentration of UFOs was sighted. We are on the exact same route taken, route, I don't know why I said it like that, route taken by Captain Powell when he encountered those mysterious objects. Ten minutes after midnight, Fogarty was explaining that they were looking for anything out of the ordinary, so during this whole big spiel that I just quoted part of, when Captain interrupted them, exclaiming, Get up here quick! (laughs) Everyone on board turned to look towards the front of where the captain and co-captain were looking, and they came face to face with several bright lights in front of them over the town of Kaikura? Kaikura? If I say it differently enough times, I'll get it right you once. You did it once, yeah. And then just cut that one and just yeah. plop it all Right, out. exactly. So they, they're they witnessing these lights. They they radio to the Wellington Control Tower. These lights are once again confirmed on radar. You know, they're like, oh my God, it's happening again. We're the luckiest UFO hunters in the world. I don't know if that's true. These orbs, orb, orbs, tracked along the tip of the wing for nearly an hour as the aircraft made its way towards Christchurch. At times, the mysterious lights would dart off at unbelievable speed, even disappearing for moments at a time. All involved held their breath throughout their ordeal, hoping that the lights wouldn't collide into them. Fogarty summed up everyone's deepest fear when he stated to camera, let's hope they're friendly, because Captain Powell... And his co-captain also thought that they were going to get hit by them, but they veered off at the last second. So everybody's like, oh my god, we're going to crash. Which I don't know, which I kind of get it, but like, wouldn't you do like an emergency landing? Maybe. I don't know. In that situation, they'd be like, this is pretty neat. I guess so. It's kind of like storm chasers, right? Yeah. If you get 
sucked up into a tornado. It's just part of the job. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so as the plane finally landed in Christchurch, the objects vanished from sight. So they went away completely. The television crew decompressed as they disembarked the aircraft. They were excitedly discussing the footage they captured uh, when Captain Startup invited them to film the return journey as well. The crew obviously accepted. So they were just dropping the cargo off and then they're taking Turn they're going to go back. Which I don't really know what the film crew was going to do. Like it specifically stated like he invited them to fly back with him. Yeah. Like I don't really know. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Like where are they going to go? We'll, we'll, we'll drive we'll back rent across a car. the islands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So the cargo plane took off from Christchurch on December 31st at 2.15 a.m., Minutes after taking off, a bright orb that had a, quote, luminous base and a transparent dome that was saucer-shaped approached the plane. Startup and guard took notice of the light immediately, monitoring for Crockett to begin filming it. They reported the lights appearing again, and Wellington once again confirmed an unidentified flying object on radar. The unidentified flying object flew 20 miles away from the aircraft for a few moments until a second orb appeared. The two mysterious lights followed the plane for the remainder of the return journey. Once the footage of the what is now dubbed um, Kekura lights was published on Channel Zero, speculation as to what the UFO, UFO, UFOs could be was discussed across the country. Those in power dismissed the claims. So basically the government was like, this is nothing. This is nonsense. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is nonsense. (laughs) Until an Air Force, um, Orion, an Air Force Orion. Orion's a type of star. Is it a type of plane? Oh, I meant like a star. Yeah. But yeah, oh, right. what probably. Do you mean, type of star. It's like, somebody in charge in the Air Force. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the New Zealand military. System. Okay, well, they basically like were calling it nonsense until somebody in the Air Force encountered the same lights. <laughs> no, they're they're <laughs> yeah encountered the same lights on January second, nineteen seventy nine, while on a reconnaissance flight to the mountains. You looked at me funny. I was trying to think what military stuff was going on in the 1980s, but... 70s. Well... Almost 80s. Yeah. Anyway, so the government was like, it's nothing. It's just your imagination. And then the Air Force was like, no, we saw him too. And then like, oh, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So this encounter prompted Prime Minister of the time, Robert Muldoon, to Muldoon, M-U-L-D-O-O-N, To ask the Royal New Zealand Air Force, local authorities, and the Carter Observatory in Wellington to open an investigation. So they're like, we weren't ignoring you. We were just taking a few days to get in contact with the right people. Because it was only a few days later that the Air Force people saw them. So all of these people, all of these groups, along with the New Zealand Ministry of Defense attributed the sightings to lights from squid boats, cars, or trains reflected off clouds, unburnt meteors, or lights from the planet Venus. 
I like this one. So I'm trying to find videos as we watch this. Sure. Okay. And <laughs> I was literally, it was like, was it a UFO? No. Said it was skeptics. It was Venus, squid boats, or radar <laughs> from the fields of cabbages. <laughs> Did I not just say? Yeah, that? that's why <laughs> yeah. it was on the same line. Yeah, funny. yeah. Well, okay. I don't know much about planes or the planet Venus. Venus or squid boats. I don't. Um, squid boats. I do know a little bit about squid boats. Um, more in J- Japanese squid boats, though. They are so bright that you can technically see them from space during nighttime. Yeah, but those wouldn't track on radar, would they? I'm not moving that fast. But also, no, does they normally just kind of sit? Right. Okay. And the planet Venus would also probably not track on radar. No. Venus is actually very slow. Really? Yeah. Orbital, no, rotational-wise. It takes longer for a day than a year on Venus. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No seasons either. They don't have any seasons? They just have one season. Is it nice? No. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically... We're saying you, I need your professional opinion here. So you don't think it could be the planet Venus. I didn't think no. any of this made sense because if they're seeing it on the radar, right? If anything, the one potentially would just be the reflection of lights in the clouds. But the fact that they, I mean, they're moving and the lights are moving depends how the lights are moving. If they're going from like left to right in front of them, no. But if they're like, from one point and then they're like as they're flying and they're kind of staying in the same point like going behind them maybe but they said they're faster than them maybe so. like maybe what on the radar or maybe it could be that no just visually nothing, yeah nothing... yeah well visually some of it makes sense but yeah. none of this would show up on the radar right yeah i don't think so the lights the squid boats and stuff made sense visually like if you have like five clumps of lights and they're flying over the water and then they're kind of but yeah, I guess it depends on where the lights are. What about unburnt meteors? Um, Those wouldn't the f- follow them, though. Well, I guess The maybe. fact that they're that small, especially the one that was like a flashlight. Yeah. Um, they, def- they burn up. Meteors need to be so big to make it to Earth, like to make it through. Oh, uh, so you're saying it would have burned up before it got to the, where the plane would have been. Yes. Okay, sure. Okay. So, the government lied, is what we're saying. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> so, these explanations were disappointing to the public as a whole, but they were especially upsetting to Dr. Alan Hynek, a notable UFO researcher. He openly criticized this view of the lights. He stated that they had taken the stance of misinformation despite not bothering to speak with witnesses. He accused them of grossly misleading the New Zealand public. So I think he was kind of like what we were basically saying. Sure, all of this does make sense, but if you're not going to talk to the people who saw it on the radar, then and you're just saying, oh, they saw lights in the sky, it's you know, trains that took flight. Flying trains. Flying trains. <laughs> That's what we're all saying, right? Yeah. Flying pigs with flashlights in their mouths. One as big as a house. Yeah. Yes. So, 
a lot of people were like, oh, it's probably aliens. Um, some people thought maybe it was a cover up and there were, you know, I don't know. Would there be spy planes in New Zealand following cargo planes? So like that doesn't make sense. I don't think so. Yeah, like that wouldn't make sense either. Well, nothing really came of it. Until December of 2010, the New Zealand military released a classified report on the incident under the Freedom of Information Act, which concludes that while they do not think the UFO was of alien origin, it was, quote, unique among civilian UFO reports because there is a large amount of documented evidence, which includes the recollections of seven witnesses Two tape recordings made during the sightings, the detection of some unusual ground and airplane radar tarfits, and a 16-millimeter 16, 16 color movie. So, basically, nobody really knows what it was, but it could have been aliens. Yeah. It could have been Santa. It could have been Santa, and the first couple ones, he's Just delivering... It presence and then afterwards he went back to new zealand for vacation it's a a unique place yeah it's all right what i'm saying foresty generally probably more than sure i'm not sure the only thing i know is that the one guy that went to school with us college with us who's on the soccer team he's from new zealand yep i don't know his name talked to him once nice day sure Hope he listens. Yeah. He'll know. (laughs) He'll know. I'm talking about him. (laughs) You start murdering him. (laughs) So, anyway. um, Will this story keep you up at night? Or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? I find it ironic. (laughs) They're like, oh, we want to take this flight with you. It's like, oh, we're going back. We're like... Yeah, we'll do that too. Wasn't that weird? I it literally said like he invited really? them back, and I was like, were they not gonna go back? Like, were they gonna stay there? Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. My favorite. Or I wonder if maybe they were gonna fly back, but maybe not that night. Yeah. But then he was like, no, let's turn this sucker around, and they're like, let's do it again. Okay, yeah. So you see that thing that was killed us <laughs> one more time. The thing. The re- one of the reasons why I don't also think it couldn't be squid boats or anything like that because it was only specifically recorded on these days. Yeah. So wouldn't have wouldn't people have seen it either before or after? Yeah. You know what I mean. But anyway, is, is it going to keep you up at night, or will you still? Not those? in the way I think you want, but. <laughs> well, it's not a spooky one. Yeah. It's a happy one. It's Santa. We've already decided this. <laughs> That's not spooky. In what way will it keep you up at night? I don't know. I I start thinking about... I forget what the United States calls them now. They're not unidentified flying objects or something unnatural aerial phenomenon or something. Yeah. Whatever. Either way. Yeah, they're UAPs, right? (laughs) Yeah. UAP. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomenon? Yeah. Sweet. Why they did that? Because they think UFOs are too strongly associated with aliens, maybe? Probably. Okay. They should have maybe changed the U then. Yeah. (laughs) I just really like the video of, like, the two pilots 
who sound like they just walked off like a Texas ranch from like 2017. When the U.S. team, have you not seen that one? Uh-uh. They see like a flying orb and they catch it on their radar and it sounds like two 20-year-old cowboys like losing their minds if they <laughs> caught it. And they're just like, I got it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. I mean. I mean, yeah, it was really funny. They're just, they're just like complete loss of like. Composure. Yeah, I guess is the word. And like, Not in a bad way. It's yeah. just like, they're like, hey, you need to be professional. You're yeah. representing the the government. United States military. Yeah. And just like, they're like, what is this? <laughs> and they're like, watch that thing go. And then it just like stops. And they, they're flying, obviously, in like a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. And just like, it completely outruns them. And yeah. they're like, I have no idea what this is. It'd be terrifying. Just them like freaking out. Yeah. And then like the people, and they're like, what do you guys see? And we're like, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all and just they're like and then finally they like land and they like record like did an interview or something like after and they're like yeah we went back and like students we landed there's like 15 people in suits that just like came out and they're like you're done with us yeah <laughs> we need to sign paperwork yeah you cannot you, you see a single yeah. thing yeah yeah exactly exactly men in black the men in black so what do you, you are we agreeing that it was santa i think so yeah. I mean, I've never seen Santa and an alien in the same room. In the same room. Yeah. Maybe the Grinch is what Santa actually looks like. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know. In the end, he basically becomes Santa. Yeah. So. Statistically, though, we're more likely not alone than alone. Yeah. In the universe. Sure. Makes so. sense. It's so big, right? Yep. Is that why? Yeah. What and, if this is a simulation then? I mean, then probably, right? Because like whoever's running it is probably like, yeah, let's make aliens. <laughs> there's also right? there's also one in an unknown number of chances that we're real and then all the other ones are simulations. Yeah. So Or we're a dr- we're a dream that a giant is having. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Whoville's on a snowflake, so. And the the town from Horton Hears a Who movie is on a flower, on a speck, on a flower. Yeah. Okay, well, the final thoughts and feelings about this episode or the Any of the year... previous ones yeah. this year? Yeah. Um, that you've been on, I guess, because you haven't been on. You started late. You started late. Any, like, major... Thoughts and feelings about, let's see, let's go through the list. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Let's see. The Hammersmith Ghost. You did that one. That's right. There's the one where they killed a, he killed a ghost. Wink. Uh, the Bank Heist one. Yeah. People who are Bonnie and Clyde, kind of like Bonnie and Clyde. Um, the High Priestess of Blood. That one where she went to the town with the mountain range and basically started a cult and yeah, killed a bunch of people. That one was, that one was a different type of story. Yeah. Where like, I don't know, it was pretty dark. Some of these are yes. Yeah, but like I don't know, darker than the ones I'm normally on. <laughs> I'm for I'm for well, I'm for a younger lighter crowd. Well, if you continue into 2023, yeah, 
Do you not want to be on those ones? Will they make you too sad? No, it's all right. I mean, I tell you about some anyway. Yeah. We just don't talk about them on here. <laughs> on Christmas Day, I was like, I need to tell you about this <laughs> one. And it was really not a Christmassy story. Um, the amusement park accidents. Smiler and... Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, John Teeter. Were you on that one? The time traveler guy? Yep. Who was on the... Yeah. Pages. He was on the chat rooms. Yes, I was. Old timey Reddit, I guess. Mm-hmm. The Aurora, Texas UFO incident. I think that's the one you basically started Yeah. Started on. Because the historical family feuds was Whitney and I. No, you did the hypnotizing one where the people murdered that guy and were like... Yeah, and I was like, the lady was like I was hypnotized. hypnotized. Wasn't me. I yeah. wasn't me. And they got away with it. Yes, yes, they did. Favorite one, favorite one of the year that you've done. It's the trains one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, I think I just like that one because I was the the Sylvester Machuska. That's your favorite one of all time was in 20, was in November of 2021. Mm. So a Close. whole year ago, essentially. Yeah. Um, I just liked it because I was, I was the beginning intro. True. I could be potentially the beginning intro of this one if you let me. <laughs> <laughs> How much money are you going to give me? None. <laughs> then no, it's going to be me. It's uh. going to be my voice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you to everybody who listened to this episode. If you would specifically like to see photos from this episode, yes, or any of the other episodes that we talked about or the ones before that, you can go to our Facebook page. It's just Bug and a Rug. Go to Instagram or Twitter. It's at B-I-A-R podcast. Um, if you want to email me any stories that you would like me to cover in the new year of 2023, uh, you can email us, brpodcast at gmail.com. But thanks We're, for listening. Send me, let me know what your favorite episode was, even if it wasn't from this year, like Jack's. Sorry. Sex. The intro to that one is Whitney, and I don't know, how, I, I need to re-listen to it again, because oh, she's like, I'll be you, you be me. Sex trains. I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't have sex with trains, I promise. <laughs> he masturbates two trains it's totally different <laughs> crashing all right trains crashing trains crashing i'm just, excuse me i'm so sorry i did um, like this one though yeah i like aliens it, they're pretty neat i think i think alien stories like this one maybe not the aurora texas one but this one are kind of interesting because a little bit of like you just you really don't know like you can't yeah say what it's it was a bit more, it's rather than just one random guy saying he found a fl- flying disc <laughs> yeah but i pushed it down my well don't look over there don't look over there but um that's the alien that's where we buried the alien man can we dig him up no no <laughs> no concrete what what do you what is that some stuff i invented <laughs> you'll see it you'll see it later he, he brought it to us <laughs> mm. yeah okay would you like to say anything to our dedicated listeners? Continue in 2023. I'll be here. Listening? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have an episode. Vote prepared. for me. For, vote for me for the most liked. <laughs> most liked guest. 
<laughs> I'm write a story then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> write a story then. If you would like to be a if you listen to this and you would like to be a guest, let me know. If you'd like to write my story and I'll read it for you, let me know. Yeah, we could also let Kayla know. I don't read the emails. <laughs> yes. I was like, I basically run everything. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I show up, but she tells me. No. <laughs> All right. I make the pictures. Yes. Kinda. Yes. You helped me. I created the templates for the pictures. You created it. Now I do it unless I really can't figure it out. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys in the new year. Thanks for listening. Signing off. I'm Kaylin. I'm Jan. Bye.